What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 275, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you. 275A, posting on 426, will be a discussion on Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. And 275B, posting on 429, it's a Friday, will be a discussion on Father Stew, this year's Easter movie theatrically released. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me, as does every week, is my co-host, Roger Niffler, Stillian, and my lovely guest <laughs> Chris, Fantastic Beast. Bon. I got the cool name. You're Sniffler. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sniffler is the little thing that steals the gold. I'm aware. Mm, Good. <laughs> How are you guys this week? Good. Yes. Good. Yes. This week has been good. Good. I'm glad. What do you guys do? Anything fun? <laughs> <laughs> I, for the past two and a half days, have been drinking heavily in a cabin. That's yes. great. I'm so yes. proud of you, Roger. I expect no yes. less from you. Try It's my birthday week. So Happy we're birthday, excited, buddy. Yes. Happy 29th birthday. 29th. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Notice that as all my friends got together. There's a lot of gray hair. <laughs> a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of gray hair culminating. So, hey, man, you look people. terrible. I know you <laughs> You do look too. like shit. Hey! <laughs> God, I fucking feel like it. <laughs> a lot of that, too. Yeah. A lot of that. I uh, I, I did several. Do... I have multiple children, so yeah. it's, even, it's exponentially worse. I didn't do too much. Uh, my my kid frac- uh, broke her first bone. I don't know if I told you guys that last week. You I'm did? Not sure. I yeah. think maybe. I, th- I know I told you at work at least. Yeah. Kid broke. Kid has her first broken bone. We went and got it officially looked at by an orthopedic. She's got to wear wear a weird brace for a while. Can't play in her softball games, but she's going there to help the team still. Mm. Moral you know that nice. that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it's been fun. How are you feeling about the moral support part? I mean, I, softball games where it the kid isn't playing softball is kind of like, man, eh, what's happening? It sucks happening even here? worse if she was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. How yeah. did she? How did she break her? Did we talk about this last week briefly? Maybe I, she she fell a lot over. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna admit to abuse. You know, on on air, so she <laughs> fell. She fell a lot. She ran a into a door. Yeah, and finally she fell really hard, and then. You know her her little bone finally gave and she fractured. fell down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fell. She fell on her bike. That's right. Tell the man you fell on your bike. I fell on my bike. Good job. See, she fell on her bike. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the, what what really happened? I mean, the, what did she? Just no, 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 no that's actually it. No, that's that's what happened. <laughs> oh man, Jeez. I still have never broken a bone to this point. I, I mean, that would save me too, but. I know, I know. That was very recent in life, but technically. I mean, I mean yeah, I know. Um, it only, I, I did. Try, I have attempted to watch Dune three times now. I've been unsuccessful every time. Yeah, you can watch Batman now too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think me and the wife are gonna watch that soon. Cool. Wait, Wait. Dune as in like Blade? Uh, sorry, the, the the new Dune. Dune yeah, is in like Blade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was thinking Hell of. Bill, yes, I think he's gonna say Blade Runner. Yeah, I was gonna say Blade Runner, but I yeah. I don't know. I was still thinking of Vill- Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yeah. No, I so like I, I keep on turning on at nighttime when I lay down. And then immediately evening. fall asleep. Not immediately. So like so, but I keep on restarting from where I think I fell asleep during. So at this point, I'm like I'm where the uh the 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 worms coming for the big like like uh spice harvester thing. Mm. So I'm like almost two thirds of the way there. So it's it, it's good. Cool. I'll make it there eventually. You know what's great about that? Two weeks is... later, you'd be like, I finally finished Dune, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's great about that is so when Gladiator came out on VHS in 2000, 
Nice. We, we got it. My history teacher got it for Christmas. And so we, he would fall asleep every day, literally every day. So like watching the movie in class. Yeah. So we just rewind it. And then, um, oh, God. and we literally got like two weeks out of one. He's like, Are you guys rewinding when I fall asleep? And then, uh, no, nope. And then, no, <laughs> the guy who was doing it, his name was Brad, said, Of course we are. <laughs> what a fucking power move. <laughs> Brad rules. <laughs> and so we got like two weeks of, man, we got like two weeks of watching Gladiator out of class. Hell yeah. I know. I know. There was just so many things you could get rewarded for in school like that. But like nowadays, like you'd be at work and somebody wheels in a TV, you'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I don't need to watch this video. Oh, God. <laughs> more fucking videos. <laughs> this is the worst. Why is it the worst? I need, you, I need you to go do these trainings. Oh, yep. <laughs> it's legitimately what you paid me for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's are... so terrible. Videos aren't bad. Videos are most crazy. videos are bad. Yeah, most, especially yeah. if they're work related. Oh yeah. 100%. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I wouldn't look at it by choice, I don't want to look at it by force. Especially because <laughs> if they're work related, it's like definitely decades old by now. Well, no. Our the one thing our company is really good at is updating training material for like recent stuff all the time, which also means you get more videos. Yeah. All the Let's time. Say, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're good either. It just means that they're current. Like even more of those crappy HR videos that everybody has to watch once a year. Yeah. Yep. At least they're always new. <laughs> Fair. I mean, they are. Well. <coughs> yeah, I get that. God, I can hear my echo so crazy. Um, I have It's been kind of a busy week. I, I got to make a decision where I'm going next. I, I'm really not good at that. So. Flip a coin. Mm, yeah. And then you nice. can't argue with it. And then if you get mad, you should have went to the other place anyway. There you go. That's it. Easy <laughs> enough. Fair, fair, See, fair. Well, there's a lot, more, a lot more factors in play besides that. but No, nah, I don't think so. No? All right. <laughs> nope. Well, it is springtime, and my allergies have hit full full force this weekend. It's like 90 degrees here, like mm. for real. Yeah. It's hot here. It's hot as hell here, too. But, man, allergies are out. Whatever plant that I have somehow avoided blooming the past couple of weeks is now in full bloom and is giving me hell. And it's kicking your ass. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm very heavily medicated right now. So <laughs> one, one thing I've noticed too with it, you know, being hot the last couple of days is the new home's air conditioner is not performing up to optimal ah. standards. So <laughs> that will be something well, I'll try to rectify during the remainder of my vacation. You already bought that house, so. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's funny with that too, though, because I'm pretty sure I have some sort of home warranty thing that goes along with this. Okay. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out what that I mean, means. Or, or I'm going to be paying to get this fixed, Either which one. these are non-negotiable payment things. Yeah, yeah. Can't be hot in my house. I'll no. die. I'm fat. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good for anybody. I'd rather be hot than no. I'd rather be no. Rather too, be cold. Yeah, I'd rather rather be too cold in the winter than hot in the yep. summer. I, guess. I mean, listen, you can always put more clothes on. You can only get so naked. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so it's just it's just being so hot. They have to close the windows, probably. <laughs> Whatever. Just the, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, I love it to walk in the room and be like, "Man, it's cold here. Let me go light my fireplace yeah. because I'm fancy." <laughs> <laughs> Pour me a scotch. It's eight fifteen. Who cares? <laughs> get some coffee then whatever <laughs> all right Being very judgy today i see all right this is episode 275 of for the love of cinema a podcast about movies film and cinema was posted each and every tuesday and friday at 5 a.m on podbean which then distributes to apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, amazon music each and every week we start with the box office curtain upcoming releases what streaming trailers and movies of the week let's look at the box office gentlemen 
the bad guys with a commanding 24 million bringing a worldwide of 87 million that's not too shabby we may decide to check out that one next week but i think mm. uh the northman and unbearable weight which are four and five this week uh i think well, i don't us- know man it sounds like we should have to talk about one of those. Yeah. I mean, I really want to talk about the Northman, though. So that's what I've been looking forward to for a long time. And I want to see Unbearable Way Massive Talent. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But number two, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog still bringing in $15.2 million, worldwide nice. $287. Nice. Good. Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore, $14 million American, bringing in a, just got a very disappointing 280 worldwide. That's, that sucks. I'm so disappointed in that. Well, I mean, I mean, two eighty. It doesn't sound like it's much worse than Sonic, then, right? Like, but, 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 but I mean, okay, the expectations but, of money for Sonic are lower, though. Yeah, way lower, like hundreds of millions lower. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, so by the end of the run of Fantastic Beasts, if it's still even with Sonic, that is not great for them at okay. all. Well, for Sonic, it's like hell yeah, look yeah. at us. Budget well, for, some, something, something to compare to, sure. Yeah. Uh, budget for uh, Fantastic Beasts is two hundred million. Oh. You know. Oof. So you know the but the advertising was at least a hundred. Yeah. Oh so man. It's probably not doing too well. Then. Yeah, the right. Northman, twelve million. Yeah. The Northman, twelve million. Number four, twenty-three million worldwide. A very disappointing twelve million U.S. Twelve American. The unbearable weight of massive talent, seven point two million. A worldwide of nine point five million. Why is it? I don't understand. I don't understand how that's doing so poorly when people were talking about it on, on like social media for the past several weeks. Very excited. I mean, I mean, Nick Cage is a meme at this point. Don't get me wrong. So like, it's probably along the lines of, you know, I'm not going to like out of the things that have come out recently and like what's going to draw people to theaters. It's not going to be the Nick Cage headline movie about Nick Cage. Well, or is it the Roger problem of people have seen the trailer just too many times by now? I'm like, eh, I'm kind of good on it. I haven't seen the trailer once yet. Really? We've seen the we've seen the I've trailer. I've actually seen it. I've been watching TV off and on all afternoons. I yeah. try to sleep on my couch yeah. like a hero. Um, and I've seen it. No, now mind you, I've been I was watching sporting events. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw the Nick Cage thing at least four different okay. times See, on mul- across multiple okay. channels. Too. See, like the thing where I consume a lot of my like a lot of my TV and media and stuff, I I haven't seen anything yet besides like the, the trailer that we watched. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like I haven't seen it at all. So I, I just I feel like. You know, again, a movie about Nick Cage, you know, he- headlined by Nick Cage, isn't going to bring people to the theaters right now. It's just not a thing at the moment with like the current climate of like why you go to the movies. Well, and they both both of those movies, Northman and um, the Nick Cage uh, massive talent movie, are both very highly scored on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Yeah, both near ninety. I feel like that. I feel like that the Nick Cage one is going to do really well on streaming because that seems like it more seems of a, like built for that. It's like a movie like you turn on to just kind of like you know kind of watch you know have it on you know not like really like jump into it kind of thing. I, I could see awesome. that. I, I could I see could. the streaming of the Nick Cage movie doing like hundreds of millions of views in a few weeks. But that's the problem with streaming is. You know, people just, I'll wait for it to come on streaming. Yeah. That's the problem with it. It's like, I don't understand how movie theaters are going to survive the next 10 years. Well, so, uh, like you say, like, that's the problem with streaming. That's the problem with streaming for movie theaters at this point. Because for movies themselves, they're they're getting their money. Somebody's watching them. Yeah, they're getting their money for that. Like, you know, and Netflix or whoever buys that movie's rights to stream it. They're, They're paying, they're paying those guys. And like, and we won't be able to see that in comparison to like the movie budgets because they don't re- release those kind of like business deals. 
But like when we look at, for example, how we just talked about the um the Fantastic Beast movie having a two hundred million dollar budget and it's just breaking that, and you know they have their um their marketing they have to pay for. Some of so the we see two hundred ninety some million and that's it. But they're gonna make money off of people streaming that movie though too. Sure. So there is more money there that kind of re- probably recoups like some of the market. Well, the other costs. thing too is one thing that differentiates with that is I'm pretty sure that just dumps straight to HBO Max because that's one of their properties, Warner property. Yeah. So it's not like somebody has to buy the streaming rights for it; okay. they already have it. So, so it's just one of those things where they can bank on it making money. Well, I mean, even even so, then in that point. They're kind of just getting the free deal where they would have paid X amount of dollars anyway. Yep. So they know that that movie would have made that much more anyway, too. They can kind of figure that out at the same time. It's yeah. like, you know, we would have paid X, X company this much money for this movie. And, like, you know, they didn't have to because it's their property already, too. Yeah, um, but what, does that matter? Well, I, I think it does. And I, I don't want to go completely sideways here, but something's happening right now with movies about when the timing of them being jumped to streaming as well. Yeah. Where is it used to be, you know, stuff will be out for, you know, like a couple, like six, six to eight weeks, yeah. usually before it got dumped days. to streaming. Like, what did we just watch last week? Ambulance. Ambulance hit a streaming service this week. Ambulance budget was low, though. So maybe, well, so maybe, okay, maybe, yeah. maybe they don't care. Enough. Well, no, okay, well, let's, let's talk about Batman for a second, mm-hmm. okay? Batman was still going fairly well in the movie theater. Like, hey, you know, April, whatever, 19th, it's it a, drops to, the, yeah. to HBO Max and HBO. Yep. And it just does. Yeah. It's not like they're like, hey, we, you know, we put out the special edition Batman 4K Blu-ray. You're like, hell yeah, I'll buy that up. Mm-hmm. No, here's here's everything you want for free on there streaming. There it is, 4K streaming. Have fun. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. Now, you know, I happily paid money for Batman. It's a good watch, but there are plenty of people that aren't paying shit for it. Watch it, what, a month after I did? That's, the, that's, one of that's them. the problem, though, is like, I don't think that, I think something's going to have to change with I mean, especially AMC. I mean, they were they were they were bailed out of the the pandemic, which cost them everything they had saved up. I'm sure is gone. Um, I, I just don't know what they're gonna. If you're up to me, I'd say every movie's five dollars. Concessions stay what they're at, but every movie ticket across the country is just five dollars. Do it. Try that for a year. See if that increases your viewership. By like that, I, I feel like that would increase. That would get more and more people. Unfortunately, in the it'll go the opposite way though. It'll be tickets will be fifteen dollars now minimum. And you're well, they are though, and like in, in big cities, some I know in like Chicago, there's an AMC that's like twenty five dollars. Well, <laughs> like well, I, I, but in San Francisco, again, it's like twenty dollars. Yeah, that's like twenty dollars. But the the point is though, I mean, I just point is if you lower the ticket, okay, fine. Let's just say instead of the five dollars for where for where we all come from, the Ohio Valley, which is the norm, I think the tickets at AMC right now for most. Non big D films is only five forty nine. So yeah, so not too far off. So then you you take the big cities down to ten bucks, which it would be you know where the equivalent of five dollars for us is, and you guarantee you have a steady stream of people all day to watch stuff. Like I mean, isn't that what you want? People watching so, stuff, people buying concessions. So isn't that what I'm you not, want. I'm no expert, but from a business standpoint, you're you are providing the long term building back solution, whereas in a publicly traded company. It's not about the long term. It's about the, it's 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 always about the short term. It's always about you know getting more investors, people to put more money into it. So hey, this is how we're going to get you a return on your money. Those people don't want a five year, ten year plan for the money. They want they want to put money in and get a return on it quickly. So they want them to go. Hey, listen, you know, here's our plan. We're gonna have this. We're gonna have this. We're gonna have di- different. We're gonna restructure our business prices. We're gonna make more money on concessions. We're gonna make more money on movie tickets, and. You know, this is how we're going to make that happen and make it seem desirable. 
It's not going to be, hey, listen, guys, we need more money from you, but we're going to lower our prices. We're going to get people to come, more people to come to movie theaters. It's it's just not the route that most businesses take. Well, I mean, just we we talk about this a lot, but I remember yeah. when I started when I started working in Carmack when I was sixteen. I think in two thousand and two, that was I think an average movie ticket during the day was was five. I don't think the day the day price ever changed. Maybe maybe went from five to six fifty in like six years, seven years. But the 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 evening ticket went from I think when I was like seven dollars when I first started there for an evening ticket and by the time I left Carmike in 2000 and maybe seven or eight it was it was up to like twelve dollars jeez so that's just in five years it, it went up five dollars a ticket for an Plus, evening show I mean I think of the difference in our uh, movie theater change that we have locally period now we always talk about forever I usually go to AMC for things every now and then I'll journey to marquee where I used to work because Marquee's a better facility. But the average ticket for Marquee after 5 o'clock is $12. Yeah. It's legitimately double the ticket price. But that's so much money. That's why I don't – that's why I don't understand is why do you – I don't know where the decision falls. I don't know where up the chain someone's like, you know, we can't do this because we need 100 people, 100 different people, shareholders to sign off on this. And then that's never going to happen. Sure. But I don't – I just don't get it. Like I just – to me is baffling because I would – I mean – you got to meet people halfway. If the national minimum wage is $7.25, which it still is. Now, some cities are higher, but like the national federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five. Put that in perspective for a second. That's a whole different $7.25 in some places, either right now or a few weeks ago, wasn't even enough to buy two gallons of gas. Like one movie, one evening movie ticket. Yeah. <laughs> you, had to, you had to work for as long as the movie to pay for a ticket. Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, just fucked up. Putting things into perspective, that's that's weird, right? That's a weird sidetrack that we just got on there. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'd like to talk. I'd like to do a full Let's episode. Talk about the geopolitical day, but... state of finance in the world. <laughs> tune into tune into our other other podcast. Yeah. We talk about that. But I mean, I am trying to like do. I'm doing a little research on inflation, the housing market, the yeah. wage. All that. I mean, I, that level's bad right now. I would like to do that one day as an episode on. What we remember, theater prices, concession prices, and what we think, you know, maybe in a 45 minutes to an hour on that. I think it would be would, would be a lot of fun to do research on that. Um, but we got a little sidetracked, but you're right. I think, Chris, you're, 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 you're right. The Fantastic Beast is... Streaming's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Money's fake. Where I don't know where we're going. Nah. <laughs> Let's talk about movies or whatever. Mm, Let's look at current upcoming releases. So yeah. here, here we go. Here we go. This past weekend, April 22nd, which was a Friday, The Bad Guys... The Northman and the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Next week is Memory with Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, I forgot about oh, that. God, Another Taken that, movie, that thing. Jesus. So maybe, so maybe we can fit in the bad guys with a uh, Memory the following week. Ew, you want You want You want to go see that? <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's the only thing out. That, that, that's our we stick. Just, we can just watch bad guys. Didn't you see the mark? <laughs> didn't you see the marksman? That's our stick, Chris. It's theatrical releases. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, Friday is Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Yes. That, that is very quickly approaching, folks. Give That's that exciting. to me now. Um, Firestarter, May thirteenth, May twentieth, Downton Abbey: A New Era. Don't care about that. Uh, May twenty seventh, Bob's Burgers movie and Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I think you do care about Top Gun Maverick. At least. I, saw, I do. I, I saw my first my first uh, trailer for Top Gun Maverick. Like, in are you serious? Yeah. They've been doing that trailer for a long time. Yeah, I, was, uh, I said, "Are you serious?" In serious, I'm not a Top Gun that. guy, so but that doesn't I mean, stop. It had to be attached to movies that you've seen. Yeah, right? Sonic so far. Oh my gosh, Only Sonic so far. 
But I mean, it, it it seems okay. It was on both the movies I watched this weekend. Yeah, me it too. was on Fantastic. I got Beast. I got I walked into Fantastic Beasts as it started okay. running. Yeah, yeah, I was in. A, I watched. Uh, it was on Father Sue as well. Okay, because I mean, it's, it's that's the crowd you want for that. True, but wonders up through May, and of course, June starts off with Frank and Penelope, Jurassic World Dominion, <clears throat> Pixar's Lightyear. June, <clears throat> excuse me, June is also a very, it's a very light month, which is very strange too. Interesting. I don't know why it's so light, but we'll figure that out as well. So there's May into June. Not many surprises there. Nothing really changed recently. Um, but I think I read an article last week about... That's a good thing though, right? Yeah. I, re- I read an article last week. I think <clears throat> there's going to be a change up with... Um, there's going to be some change up with... Because I know Netflix just did some weird thing saying if you have so many... It's so many different. I don't. I don't. I didn't read the full well, thing, but uh, so they're, they're doing give, something weird. I give you a quick rundown. For the first time in Netflix's publicly traded history, they lost money. No, and not just it, a little bit. They, 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 they've they lost, lost like, their subscriber count is down twenty percent. Yeah, because I, I don't know what did. I imagine because they said they were going. What it's up to twenty bucks a month now. Well, and that's the other thing too. Is like <laughs> they have this great idea. The subscribership is down, so their their plans are to crack down on global sharing, which should have done that five years ago and now we start, might start getting commercials that's their game plan for twenty dollars a month how are you gonna, fucking kidding how me how are you gonna have your service have commercials when you pay twenty dollars a month that's exactly what i mean like how's that possible so that means a new ad free netflix is going to be 29.99 but that also what happens when you raise your prices three times in 12 calendar months yeah Three price changes in a year. Yep. Listen, Netflix has got more content than just about anything, right? Yeah, but they're con- a lot well, of, a they, lot of, a lot of their content is noise, though. A lot it is garbage. It's true, but they are just pumping it out, and now finally they have to reap all that stuff. It's coming back. Be like, well, maybe if we didn't punch out nine thousand shit movies a year, we wouldn't have to charge so much. I feel bad for people who had Netflix in their IRAs. Yeah, well, that's so your it fault. Was such a solid Never play tech. Point. <laughs> it's, it's always, it's just, yeah, it went down like twenty five percent in stocks. It's like holy cow, still tumbling, I believe, right? It uh, is. It's it, not. I don't think it's going to stop either for a while. It's, it'll it. It's kind of stabilized. It's not. And as, I was I, I was really looking at HBO good. Max and and Hulu as options because HBO Max is still kind of cheap as well. Yeah, but HBO Max is so niche with their movies though. The but there's see, but Max. right now, but like they have a lot of. See, the, I think the strength for HBO Max is that they have a lot of franchises. Like, I mean, they of course they have all the Jurassic Parks. They have they have they access all Jurassic Park. They have access to all the Harry Potter stuff. They have they have access to like fifteen or twenty pretty decently huge franchises. Yeah, and I mean, and they, they have, have all the DC stuff, all, all of it. it. Yeah, and they have a pretty decent lineup of like you know you you can search by cat like comedy drama. I mean, they have they're they have like a hundred or hundred fifty deep in every category as well. Yeah. So well, I mean, the, the weird thing bad. about HBO Max. Is for a lot of cable subscribers or Dish Network or DirecTV, if you have HBO in your package, you get that at no charge. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how that works out for how they make things financially for that. So I don't either. But Warner Brothers is. Well, I, bet I mean, they're... the Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu bundle is becoming. It is a stellar price point bundle for three services for fourteen dollars a month. Well, if you watch those service, I mean, I don't. I don't care about the. I'll, I only care about Disney Plus. I don't care about the sports. I don't care about the other. Well, ones. Hulu's got like well, yeah, they're Hulu's pumping Hulu it. up, man. Because that's so. What they're doing with Hulu is the same thing they did with Disney Plus, except they're taking all the Fox, 
the former Fox properties and shifting them to Hulu. Yeah, and like, and like, like a lot of the stuff that Disney wants to get their hands in that they don't want to put on their they their well Plus for the it's going to be the more mature audience stuff. Exactly, that's what I mean. And yep. that goes to that goes to Hulu. Yep, sure does. But I wonder it, how many it makes sense. I wonder how many different streaming services because I I heard a rumor this past weekend. There's there's I know there's some things in Atlanta starting up and it's um, for unknown streaming service. So whatever content is being filmed, so there's there's two of them. There's two unknown streaming services, or at least not named right now, that within the next three or four years are going to be a thing. So well, my one goodness. one last thing, we'll move on past this. When it comes to the unknown streaming service, we just talked about recently. Um, since we're going to talk about Fantastic Beasts, it kind of fits the Harry Potter Daniel Radcliffe thing that he's where he's playing Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, that's that's right, being yeah. made for Roku. They're streaming stuff. This will be the third Roku original yeah. thing that we've, we've, we've heard about. That. Right. Yeah. So, like, that's a real thing that they're going to start pumping in. Because, listen, they have a platform, obviously. And they're in everyone's house. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, like, yeah. well, I mean, let I, me I, ask you this one last question, then. Have you guys heard anything about Halo? No. Good or, good or bad? No. Nope, it's, not it's, a thing. It's, it's already it's gone, it's gone and died. As far as I'm concerned, Halo is over. <laughs> yep. I can't believe this I would never have... Me Unbelievable sadness. Yeah. Well, but listen, they they blew it, man. Yep. They absolutely blew that. Yes, I mean, they did. That's on no one's fault but theirs. Yep. I would. I want to say it brings me unbridled joy, but Chris, you're right. One does bad. The, the you rest want of this them, to be yeah. good. That's a weird stance to take if you want video game stuff to be to well, be real. <laughs> but I'm also a Sony. I'm also. I'll, I'll say it. I'm a Sony pony. A fan. Well, whatever, that, whatever you call it. But everybody yeah, knows. Well, so here's the thing. When, when, when God when God of War comes out as you know as, as like the next series on on HBO Max, I'm not going to for it to do poorly. I want it to be good. I'm a Microsoft yeah, guy. I, mean, I want that shit to rock, man. I just I can't. I haven't heard. I want the best stuff it. always. I want to see. I, I want to see. I want to see Kratos with two axes, just just ripping and tearing into just everyone that gets in his path. That'd be cool as shit. Yes, yeah, to me, it's just I don't. That to me is the biggest baffling thing in the past couple of maybe the past years. Like, it just, just proves that point. I mean, we talked about it a lot. I, I know I had a lot to say about it, but it just proves a point that if you have a if you have a, a base already. They're the ones that are going to tell other people to watch it. You got to make them happy. Yep. Because people are just going to be, oh, I've heard of this Halo thing. Let's turn this on. There ain't nobody in the world that hasn't played Halo that's just going to turn on Halo for funsies. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Especially it's, now. It's going to be There's nobody's like, I heard great things. Yeah. You, no, you did. It's going to be that, you know, their weird gamer buddy that plays and goes, hey, listen, this is pretty freaking cool, man. You should turn this on. I remember like, playing Halo when I was in college. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. That shit was cool. Fucking stupid. Back when it was un- just a wild west of you can say whatever you want over Xbox Live and no one can say <laughs> It's oh, still like that. I was forging that crucible, son. <laughs> I was I'm battle hardened. hardened. God, up in, up in college, I, just the last thing, I'll, we'll move on. But man, we would do those LAN parties of, of, mm. of Halo 2. Just absurd. Just, oh, yeah. They, what, 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 what some... In, in, in the dorms, what some kids would say about some other kid's mother. Oh, my God. We caught my buddy's even... house on fire doing Jesus. Halo. Doing uh, Halo land parties. Yeah. Yeah, we had – um. it was in – it was a old, you do that? Old, ass ha- old ass house, and my buddy's parents were gone. So we were like, oh, so let's have a Halo party. So I'm not kidding, man. He had three TVs in the house already. I brought three TVs and three Xboxes. Oh, and, God, and you blew and, circuits. And, and, my six, and my 16 port hub. And we had like five other guys bring it, bring TVs and Xboxes. Man, we had these things hooked up everywhere, and their, <laughs> their breaker went real bad. It just 
Sparks started flying. Some old oil pan downstairs caught on fire. We had to go. <laughs> I remember. So one specific story is my room for one of the semesters was the room that, that we all came to for Halo. And like we had, so we had like a couple different, you know, how dorm rooms are small. We had several TVs and like several people playing on different Xboxes and just like, of course there's like screen looking and someone was really dominating. And You're then, right beside me. Of course I'm going to look at it. <laughs> So it was really dominating. And I don't want to say his name because I'm sure he can still be indicted for this, but he just he stood up and just punched the kid in the head. And then yes. <laughs> yes. And then just but before you know it, the entire room was just throwing elbows <laughs> <laughs> all over Halo, like what he was saying to him about like killing him. Like, my God. And this is why men rule the world. Right? <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. Anyway, so, uh, in that <laughs> yes, sir. And then another time, someone actually took a scissors and cut someone's land cord, their their, their mm. blue land wire, and that was, that was that was a lot of fun too. That anyway. seems mean. That's a legitimate win, though. That's fine. All right, let's take. Let's move on. Yes, <laughs> he's just saying they're beat him. All right, let's let's take. Don't a look. Do it. Hit him. <laughs> let's take. Hit a look. Him. What's streaming this week? We're taking Down. a look at. All right, are you done, Roger? No. <laughs> let's take a look at what's streaming. We have three interesting movies for you this week. Of course, we already referenced it earlier. Blade Runner 2049 on Netflix, directed by Dennis Villeneuve. Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, Anna DeArmas, Robin Wright, and Mackenzie Davis. Jared Leto, Dave Batista, 2017. I'm going to try to watch that this week. So far, I think that's the best of the 30 years later sequels. And that movie is stellar. On, on, on every account, that movie is stellar. And I give all the credit to, to Denis Villeneuve. It's just, oh my God. Number I'll number two. two. Number, yeah, number two. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I'll watch it this week. Number two. First Night. Yeah, baby. Director Jerry Zucker, Sean Connery, Richard Gere, Julia Ormo, Ben Cross, Liam Cunningham, uh, Ralph Innocent, 1995. Say what you want about that movie. It's just cool. I mean, the awful body armor, Richard Gere is Lancelot, Sean Connery is as Arthur. I there's so much that went wrong in that movie, and that's like that's one of Sony's like big '90s blunders. They put so much money into that movie, and it just didn't pay off. But I love it. I love those big '90s epics. Uh, love Actually, number three, directed by Richard Curtis. I blush all the time. I sorry, gush all the time about um, <laughs> yeah, great. about uh, about time. Is your Lincoln without a beard? <laughs> Ooh, this is um about time. I think is one of those stellar movies like should be in everyone's top 20 love actually directed by the same guy, Richard Curtis, Hugh Grant, Colin Firth, Emma Thompson, Kieran Knightley, Bill Nye, Liam Neeson, Laura Linney, Alan Rickman, Ron Atkinson, 2003. That's a cult. I think it's a cult favorite with romance movies back in the day. I think everyone pretty much who's seen that is, you know, pretty much okay with it, but I love that movie. I think it's great. So those are all on Netflix. If you have Netflix, you can watch those right now. Let's talk about some trailers. Let's talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. Roger, I know you want to take it away. Oh, can I can I say one last newsy thing before we move yeah. into the trailers? Uh, they did delay Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse this week. Did they? All the way into June, from October to June. And I want to say, so there's several articles saying in the MCU, that's going to delay a lot of, that puts a major delay on a lot of other MCU movies. I believe it. So, because the big theory that I that someone explained to me in this in, in my on my show right now, Harold and the Purple Crayon, is that in the next Spider Man movie, not only will they have the three Spider Men, they're we'll also they're also going to have animated Miles. So fucking awesome! I just think that's super cool notion, but 
with this being delayed, I may, maybe Sony just now realized that that tech is available and now like, like they, they can do it. Like who made Roger Rabbit style? Yes, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, no, it's the same style as we, we just got with No Way Home, except um, Miles Morales will be in the movie as he looks in across the Spider-Verse and, and into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, like Roger Rabbit style. Like how they yeah. look at Spider-Pig. So yeah. I, I think that'll be stupid. That's the... <laughs> That's yes. the, that's the theory anyway. So I am very excited about that. I'm here for it. Super yeah. excited. Make it yeah, happen. There was there was a delay. So, but I'm sure Marvel's not too too upset. They don't care. But let's talk about Just some money. Trailers, Roger. Take it away. Love and Thunder. I know you love the '80s. Uh, yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. Finally I mean, got a trailer for Love and Thunder. They did a really good job of of the whole '80s vibe thing. Like 100, percent man. Like I don't know. I my like one of my cousins has is he's a huge '80s like hair metal fan and it just reminds me of that like a, like a man of war poster on the wall with the way that the that it, it's just framed it looks really good actually you want to know what vibe i really got for it going right off the 80s vibe it feels like a thundercats commercial for like the old 80s cartoon yeah. thundercats. <laughs> that's what it like seriously made the, the vibe that i got from it okay so, yeah like especially when like they have the uh the thor love and thunder logo like like space into the screen oh yeah like, i've seen that a million times well, 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 <laughs> as a little kid Let's talk about what we see in the trailer, though. We see some pretty important things. Of course, Thor, Chris Hemsworth's Thor, is talking about walking away for a while. And but, gets back in shape. But we also see, yes, he's back. He's no longer we fat. We get a Thor. training montage, probably. We do, 100%. Oh, yeah. He's got a trucker hat on and a vest. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking about locking eyes with you know Star-Lord again. They, they, they've had that motif a couple times. But... Another, the other big one is Natalie Portman is in full Thor gear and she's holding Mjolnir. Oh, so the one thing too that there's a I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. So they put out the one, the actual poster of Thor standing there, and then there's a second version of it with this her in full gear standing there with a tag underneath it which says the one is not the only. So. Which is a hell of a tagline, yeah. by the way. Wait, that was Natalie Portman? Yeah. I didn't notice that. That's her. Well, see, I... Jack. See, <laughs> when, she, when she stepped away after Thor Dark World, she... Because remember Thor Ragnarok, they mentioned her for like four seconds in the beginning. And mm-hmm. that's it. And then she's gone. But like, she didn't want to do it anymore. Which, which, which really pisses me off that they let her back. That really pisses me off. Because she's the one that voluntarily said, I don't... So whatever, whatever motivation... Or sorry, whatever... Um, uh, momentum they had built between Thor and Jane. Like it was beautiful. It really was in the first movie. And then like, it was just gone in Thor Ragnarok. She well, was just remember Thor two sucks. And if that was your last point, be like, I don't want to do this character anymore. Could I you mean, blame anybody for that? I mean, maybe she was, maybe she didn't like for whatever reason, didn't want to want to be the damsel in distress anymore. But when they said, Hey, you want to come back and be the badass chick? She said, yeah, well, hold on. The, the other point is too. just remember Chris Hemsworth hated Thor Ragnarok so much. He said, "Hey," or hated Dark World. Dark World so much. He said, "Hey, I don't really want to know how much longer I want to do this." And because of Ragnarok, and like they let Taika Waititi write that character the way he fell in love with the character again, yeah. which is a big deal. Like Thor has probably run his time out, yeah, and this is probably his last solo movie, more, more so, than likely, yeah. And that's why bringing you know Natalie Portman back for Jane's a big deal, but. You know, I don't blame anybody for me. Like, dude, Thor Dark World is not very good. Yeah. And if you're like, well, this is my last shot, you'd be like, oh, hey, I, you know, I did my thing. I have my bit of my legacy and I get to move on. Yeah. Because Dally Form is a legit actress, by the way. Oh, yeah. So 
if she's like, I don't want to do it, they're probably like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Well, she's back. We got, how do you think about that? But I hope Hemsworth isn't, isn't stepping. I mean, I think I Hemsworth bet you it's is... his last solo Thor movie. I bet we see him again in Avengers team up shit. Maybe in another, and the Guardians. Yeah, another Guardian. Well, now now they're opening up the multiverse. Of course, they can do whatever they want. Exactly. Oh yeah, smartest just... move Disney ever made. Well, but it, it's a good decision because I mean, a lot of those people, you know, have been like they're, they're like ten or fifteen movies in. You know, they're yeah. like, I'm getting a little sick of this Marvel. <laughs> I want to do other things. Chris Hemsworth, he's definitely not not Hemsworth. Evans is definitely. I know we we've known he wanted to do other things for a long time now. But if we see him in the multiverse as Johnny Storm, that would be incredible. Wouldn't it though? That that would be very cool though. Human Torch. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. I mean, they could do anything. Like they really could do anything they wanted with the multiverse. They're just sure. ballsy enough to try stuff like that too. Yeah. Which I do. I do respect that. Yeah. As so. do I. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's a it's a good little teaser. It gets us excited for Thor again. And I'm 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 here for it. I've always been here for Thor. Thor's one of my favorite properties inside the Avengers, the Marvel, the Marvel Avengers stuff. I always like yeah. Thor, but it's becoming. It's it's largely because Hemsworth is just so good. I mean, uh, Roger, who was the original Thor? Do you, do you remember who that was? You, you, uh, there was a couple of people. Um, the guy that ends up Joel Joel McKinnon or whatever Joel Kinnan Kinnanman yeah. Kinnaman. Um, he was the other guy that like they went neck and neck all the way to the end, and I could definitely see that guy as Thor because he's you know big strapping dude. Also big he's, strapping, yeah. He's also in that that Apple TV Plus show the. For all mankind, check it out. Yeah, it's, it's um, but we got a very different Thor. I mean, I, I'm glad the things shook out the way they did. Oh, yeah. I think everyone's if you're if you're if you like the MCU, Thor: Love and Thunder is a no brainer. So definitely excited about that one. What about Escape the Field? So this looks like a movie the cross between like the Hunt. Remember we watched that a while. The Hunted, whatever it was called, and uh, Ready or Not. Yeah, it certainly does. It also looks like very shot very quickly and for not a lot of budget. Chris, you said it reminds you of a movie yeah. that you just saw recently. I told Roger, well, not recently, but I've seen this movie before on Netflix called uh, called The Tall Grass, and it's the same movie but instead of corn, it's grass, and there's a weird, a weird slew of things that happens. They can't get out of there, and they keep on going in loops, and then eventually some kid gets sacrificed to the Aztecian gods, and then he comes back to life as a god and kills everyone. It's fun. Interesting. I was gonna watch that. Now, 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 I'm like really interested in watching that with what you just said. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. But what, you, but what you just said sounds kind of fun, though. So I mean, I mean, it's worth a watch if you're interested. But it's not a good movie. Just remember that. This looks to me very low budget. It's a movie. Yeah, it's not a, a good. Movie. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it does look low budget. Though I agree with you on that. But it, it looks like something like you said that you know they showed it, probably shot it in you know like a month, and they were able to wrap, and you know they put a movie out. So. I mean, it could be contract fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. It could be okay though. We we. What's our motto here? We just hope, hope it doesn't, it doesn't suck. suck. Yep. All right. Last scene alive. Jerry Butler. What's going on? Tell him. Tell him. You call him Jerry Butler. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what that's what Craig Ferguson calls him. Jerry Butler. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna forever call him Jerry Butler. My now. boy Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Gerard Butler is someone that I think in Hollywood didn't he didn't get his fair shake when he should have. Oh, or, or, I mean, or he made some really bad choices. I don't know which. I like Gerard Butler, but I look, we, we've seen this movie before, right? Yeah. I mean, this is just like taken, except he literally says, I have no training. Yeah. I wasn't an I have, no, I have no particular set of skills. <laughs> right. <laughs> like during part of the trailer. That's uh, all that this is. Yeah. I mean, listen, 
At some point, I know he's going to beat somebody with a tire iron because I saw it happen in the trailer. Yep. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Cool. Had a, had a cool sawed off at some point. Yeah. Yep, we're good. Mm-hmm. Is, is, this a, is, is this a series or is this a movie? Just a movie, I yeah, think. Movie looks like. think about it. Speaking of Thor Dark World people, last saw Lady Sif. Um, oh, yeah. That's his wife there. Yeah. I wonder if her contract's expired. <laughs> we ain't seen her in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. uh, you know I I was gonna mention that she was also in that movie with Arnold. Um, I've the last um, where they had they had to stop the guy from coming over from Mexico and in, into their town in Texas. I forget what it's called, but it's, it's actually kind of that was Arnold's first movie back. It was really entertaining. I really, but she was she was big in that Jamie something. She was big in that. So yeah, it's just she's good. She's worth watching. I think. And sure, so so of course is our friend Jerry Butler. <laughs> Jerry Butler. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, let's talk about. I don't about, like this at all. You don't like Jerry like Butler? Right, let's talk about Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. The Secrets of Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Now, let me get into some particulars. Now, Chris, I understand you didn't rewatch the other two like you had hoped. I did not. I just didn't have time with, with like, you know, softball stuff coming up and just time crunching. So, but I did. But that does give me a unique perspective on this movie, I think, because I'm not, I'm not coming with any information. So I'm not already pre, like, pre like disposed or like a, like like certain characters already i'm coming to this kind of blind which has its disadvantages but i got to experience the movie in a, in a unique way compared to a lot of other people probably all right so the tomato meter is at 47 percent. not mm. good not good at all but the audience score be better the audience score is at 84 it's a very solid number that's i i've always thought that was an okay number so how come nobody ever asked me after i go see it I, we just, do. That's what happens at the end of every movie we talk oh. about. That's what we every, every, we ask you every week, Roger, for the last like, 275 weeks. All right, let's talk about. Yes. Let's, let's look at some yes. particulars then. So here's. I, I think this is some some of the more interesting stuff. Is what's going on in this movie? And Chris, you do have a unique perspective, which I'm going to rely on here in a few minutes. That's fine. All right, Eddie Redmayne, of course, Newt's commander, Jude Law as young Albus Dumbledore, Matt Mickelson as the new Gillard Grindelwald. If you remember, he was. Johnny Depp, um, Ezra Miller as Credence Barebone, or now Aurelius Dumbledore. Uh, Dan Fogler, of course, returns as the Nomad. Jacob Kowalski, Allison yeah. Sudol as Queenie, Callum Turner as Theseus. Uh, Jessica Theseus Scamander, by Theseus the way, scumbagger. That's a great name, Theseus. Jessica Williams as Eulalie Lally Hicks, uh, and Catherine Waterston as Tina Goldstein. So. I didn't know if she was coming back in this movie. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, mean, didn't we, feel like it for a while. Which one was that? His girlfriend. Okay. Her. Sort okay. of. Girlfriend. No. Roger, what's, what's going on in this movie? Oh, Roger? the girl that comes up at the end. Yes. I got you. What's that, Grayson? What's going on in this one, Roger? Tell us what's going on. Seriously. Uh, lots of stuff is happening. There are animals, magical animals to be zoologized. Beasts, even? Somewhat fantastical. Hmm, all right. Interesting. Somewhat fantastical. Okay, okay. Um, no, I mean, this picks up like pretty much not long after the second of this movie, like six uh, months, right? Something like that. Yeah. Newt's out looking for some magical animal that apparently picks their president, which, okay. Used to pick their president. <laughs> okay. It's an old tradition. Um, the so ch- the, the chillin then, yeah, they're just chilling. <laughs> Stop. Well, but but it, I can't. But, it, but it, I mean, it, it keeps the whole theme of the magical beast in there, and yeah, that should have. Been, at this point, we need to be done with the beast part of the the magical beasts or the, the fantastic beasts. You feel like you feel like they're like they're putting themselves into a box that's becoming too tight. 
I well, they, they've built a story that goes different out of that now. Yeah. I mean, Nuke's okay. commander as a, as a character is fine, yeah. but well, he's just a weirdo. We know. Okay, so let's just talk about the Harry Potter franchise. Let's talk about um, the books that we've already seen, the entire seven books um, cut into eight movies. It's, you know, it starts with the Chamber... No, I'm sorry, the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, all well, the, all on, the way... well, we didn't get the whole, like, what's happening in the movie thing yet. I mean, we, we, we see the chilling, right? Like in the very beginning, our, you know, our protagonist, you know, helps this happen and takes care of, and then he's immediately attacked by ambushed, ambushed by the other, the other side and, and animals are murdered. Grindelwald's people, Grindelwald, Grindelwald's people. And, uh, he doesn't get away. They get, they get the chilling and you discover that there's a second one, which actually plays a very big part in this that you'll discover, you know, that you see as you go through. And then you have to assemble a great team to do great things. Hijinks occur. Eventually they end up, you know, at the end of this road and, you know, it all comes to a head. Fights. Fight, fight, fight. That's well, the movie in the quick hit version. Well, but let, okay. So a little, a little context here is by the end. So uh, the Chamber of Secrets and Sorcerer's Stone are both very lighthearted. There's not a whole lot of dark in those movies because it's, I mean, it's about 11, 12 year old kids. Yes. You can't really be that. I mean, Azkaban is your first introduction of, yes. you know, what happens in the Shrieking Shack, a little bit dark. Um, and then, of course, in the end of Goblet of Fire, you, you know, literally Harry's in the graveyard with the resurrected, with resurrected evil of Dumbledore, who comes, or not Dumbledore, um, Voldemort, yeah, evil Dumbledore, who comes back and immediately kills Cedric and Weird announces and, and announces his plan to kill everyone. <laughs> Um, and then it just gets darker. I mean, by the end of the Potter franchise, it is extremely dark, extremely dark. Now, Fantastic Beasts kind of started dark, which is what I appreciated about it. And, and well, the I first was, one's not so dark. The second one is like extraordinarily dark. Well, but I, I appreciated and very genocidal. But I appreciate that because you? well, and I'll tell you why well, is, but this is. Well, okay, then, then, then don't make then don't make the backdrop 1930s Berlin then, and 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 I won't expect dark. <laughs> yeah, like like they chose that, right? Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a stylistic choice. Um, that's why I love the end of the second movie so much. The um, uh, the crimes of Grindelwald is he's literally standing in front of an audience of people, like one figure in history did, and he's winning them over with his or his order skills talking, which again, that same figure in history was very famous for. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he talks a big game to a lot of people, interest them in his side and they go over and they start wreaking havoc and start causing a lot of trouble in the magical and non-magical world. And then, and you know, this one, so the reason I love that one is so much mainly is, See, I'm one of the few people I like Kowalski. I like the fact that he is a muggle. That he I like is. Kowal, I like Jacob. Yeah. I like him. A lot I like of his people... character is only one of the ones that you really understand. Yeah, I like his character. I wish he would have done more, though, right? But I mean, well, I it, didn't write it, the interesting. Movie. Interesting. We talked about this after last week because I mean, he's the character that we relate with. That's why he's in there, so we can relate to him. Because yeah, we don't. He does, <laughs> but he does. Maybe nothing... you can relate to the non-magical. Yeah, yeah but he does nothing fantastic. Well, in this movie, he does though. That's the thing is, but that's what I find most interesting is he's the one that always has the courage. He's the one that straight up tries to assassinate um, Grindelwald in the, in in the dinner in the Great Hall. Allegedly, he's, he's the one that has the balls to do that. Not and not a magic user who 
but like the the nomad who really doesn't understand the stakes of the world yet, who has no idea how dark things actually should be. That's what I find interesting about Kowalski. That's why I've always liked Kowalski. I thought he was weird in the first. I mean, the way they went with it of wiping his mind, and then he and then Queenie showing up in the bakery, and he immediately remembers he's in love with Queenie, and like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like, it's he all can't be obliviated. It's all powerful stuff, and. That's why I'm one of the few torch carriers of the Fantastic Beast because it's okay. People, hear me out. I understand your argument. Yes, I know it's not Harry Potter. I get it. We're not at Hogwarts. We're not learning spells. We're not years one through seven. We are. It's a different story leading up to Harry Potter. So you've got to stop with that. It's not even called. I can understand if they call it Harry Potter and. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Harry Potter and The Crimes of Grindelwald, Harry Potter and The Secrets of Dumbledore, but they don't. So you've got to get this out of your mind that you expect Harry Potter because nothing in this except for characters overlapping is the same. So I don't know why people have that expectation. But maybe that's just me trying to defend something that – I mean, and I, I just realized that this weekend when I was doing a little bit of writing on this um, – <laughs> I have a movie journal now that I, I take notes in, but um, – I would like to see this journal. Um, one One day – um, your picture of J.J. Abrams eating a bag of dicks is in there, Roger. Good. <laughs> that, that made the first or second entry. J.J., if you would like to come on the show to explain yourself. <laughs> um, what I discovered is, why am I so okay with the Fantastic Beast, but I'm not okay with all the Terminator sequels? I'm not okay with all the Alien movies. I'm not okay with these other franchises that have all gone astray and I'm so mad about. So why am I okay with this one? Well, because you like – because magic is fun, honestly. Well, because um, I, I don't, I don't think these are as bad as people, as people don't give them credit for. Well, the, the thing is with that too, it, it runs along with the same with the Terminator Alien sequels. Some of those Alien sequels are okay. This movie's okay. It's not as good as the original set. It probably never. It would, it would take a, a fantastical turn for them to get much better, right? Like the, it seems like the writing behind this movie, even though you have. So much more lore to pull from. You don't have to go off a base set of characters besides Newt himself. They can't seem to carve out a path for him. It always has to involve some sort of super gotta save the world plot. Okay, sure, whatever. They could have spent so much more time building this other world outside of the Harry Potter part of the magical world. They've yet to do that. And it's starting to really... They're putting themselves into a corner... And then you have to bring in things like, well, let's just bring in, you know, Dumbledore and his lover and how they fought and how all this came about. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, we can put that arc through two of the alleged five movies here. So, all right, well, that arc's kind of closed. Where does this franchise go next? You know, Jacob Kowalski and Queenie get married. Spoiler, at the end of this movie, okay? Yeah. Where's Newt go next? Well, that's the thing. Shit, is, I don't know. Well, well he doesn't want—he doesn't want to be a part of it. Well, Newt, Newt. Well, that's, the thing is, Roger, what you said in the before we started recording was, if they decide to just walk away from fan, they fantastic, can, they can movies, end it now. They've yeah. closed all the except for Grindelwald still being out there, which we already know how that plays out because it's right. talking about door yeah. snuffs out his light eventually. But like that's we know that, but we know yeah. that before they, he kills him in a duel. Yes, sir. All right, then. but we know that. Before yeah. we even got to Fantastic, we know that from the books of yeah, Harry like Potter. that's that's like old school original Harry Potter stuff. Do you think that maybe that's why we got the, the fight scene between the two in this movie? Could kind of make you go, oh, "Is he going to die here?" Kind of thing because because fans I, know. So I didn't know that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but fans know that's something that happens in, in the lore. So they're like, maybe they thought I, they I don't know because the like the 
during the the killing of Grindelwald or whatever, um, like that's pretty ingrained of like the time and the place, and that just okay. wasn't that. Right, so, but I mean, you did get to see like two apex predator oh, going, yeah. going at it. Oh, yeah. Like that's that's a that's real big boy magic fighting right oh, yeah. there. Well, his, which is the best part of this movie, right? That well, shit looks good. It does. It does. The CGI is fantastic in this movie, yep. and all the things they do with it. That fight between those two, and then when him and um. Uh, Credence Ezra's character, yeah, yeah. When when he shows up to try to kill him, that was cool too. That, they did a lot of cool stuff. I like how they go to that other realm a lot. Yeah. I don't understand what that is because I'm not a I'm not a Harry Potter guy. Basically, it's like a pocket universe. Okay, where you yes. where you can just jack it all up and they're the other side of the mirror man gotcha okay uh, i thought that was really cool i like that that's that's interesting and that's a good way for them to be able to like to have these kind of like these magical duels it sounds like pokemon so i have these magical duels for a few minutes and not and they can go above. no one died well they can go above and have all this destructive power and show what these guys can actually do because that's my big problem with harry potter like the the movies that i saw mm-hmm. you know of the what the seven or eight of them that there eight? are yes, like sir. That's my problem is, like, they have all this magic, but, like, nothing ever, like, there's no, like, d- destructive power that you ever see. You don't get they, to really see that until the end of the last sets of movies. Exactly. And even then, it's kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? Whereas in this, you see whole buildings getting wiped out because how powerful People just getting are. obliterated. Just So that was an interesting way and a smart way for them to build to, like, to showcase all of that. Because mm-hmm. now, because in this, I feel like these guys, I mean, if if Ezra's character or Grint, uh, Grindelwald, Grindelwald, whatever. I'm going to say it wrong every time. He's German. It's Grindelwald. Okay. Whenever, if these guys were around when um, Voldemort was around, that'd have been that'd have been cool to see those guys. And I'm thinking in my head, well, he would have got destroyed by all these guys. Well, but that he they lay the groundwork. They lay the groundwork for that's the whole thing. Is well, like, yeah, to be, yeah, to be yeah, the worst. That. Yeah, evil evil lays the groundwork for more evil when it doesn't succeed. Yeah. That's the, the funniest thing, thing which is yeah. something you probably don't know is Credence Barebone, Ezra's Ezra Miller's character. Is not trained. He okay. didn't go to magic school. Hmm. That's a big part of the first movie. Okay, okay. Is he's what's called an obscurial. Hmm. He's somebody who had oppressed magic down, didn't believe it, basically got a beat out of him, and it just exploded out for him. Okay. So neat. Yeah. Which is what they talk about with uh in this movie, the Dumbledore's the sister, the painting on the wall. Yeah. That same thing that happened to her. Okay. So yeah. So that's why it's so it runs so, in the family too. It does. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. like the, the Dumbledore family is just it's wrought with just bad things. It's a dark story. I mean, really, he, truly, I mean, is a dark. Dumbledore story. sacrificed his sister for more power himself. It's just it's a dark. It's a very dark story. That's why, like Dumbledore, like it's a conflicted great character because he's he's an awful person. Well, like, he's, has, great, he's trying to atone for awful things. That's the thing in Harry Potter. You like he's. Unless you really get into the lore and like the, the the history of Dumbledore, like you'd think he's a great and he is a great wizard and a great headmaster, but like Dumbledore has done awful things, <laughs> terrible things in his lifetime. So like he's not really a great dude either. But that's what makes it so fun is he's so morally gray when it comes to all that shit. I did appreciate too that they didn't beat around the bush of the implied relationship with Grindelwald. Oh yeah, no, they're well, sure with it. Well, there was a thing for a long time before this whole series came about that they talked about you know, in the seventh book or whatever about their relationship. And it was like, oh no, they were just friends. And like they're like, no, it was implied that he's gay. Yeah. And now it's just like, yeah, I love that man. And yeah. I was just like, thank you for not like trying to be like, well, maybe it's not, <laughs> because that's just the way shit is anymore. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I mean, it, it, this is we're now in the right, you know, climate, you know, socially, where that that's way more that's way more accessible to put in your movie and it not actually hurt what's going. Well, on. Well, I mean, also, 
Especially when they already laid the groundwork too. It shouldn't sure. have been a surprise for but anybody. But even yeah. now, especially in the UK, um, what's her name? Rowling is J.K. Rowling. She's oh, she's of- she's constantly <laughs> under fire for just saying she just doesn't stop. All like, she has to do is not talk. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah she doesn't do well with the whole press stuff, so she's. She could probably do it a little bit. But of time here's the thing, I, but she has a billion dollars. Have a fucking PR department. <laughs> but here's the thing. With, here's, here's the thing about that is, but like even back when people thought there was a hint that Dumbledore may have been gay, like people were pretty upset when that when one of the books hinted that he may have been gay, and like she's like, so what? It's a character. Deal with it. Who cares? So what for other things? Yeah, but I mean, it, it doesn't. It, so I mean, but that 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 that's also kind of an int- because that does help to really solidify the blood pact between Grindelwald. Yeah. Why Dumbledore cannot fight? They basically got married. They basically real. they basically have an agreement that neither one can violate. That's like like that's Chris. You may have I not, thought that thing was pretty cool though. Yeah. It, 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 it was off and shoots against the wall. It was though, Chris. But you may not have understood the enormity of like. Grindelwald and Dumbledore sitting down to the meal in the beginning. That's a big deal for Potter fans because like that is a huge deal is those two just it's like water and oil. They just don't mix, but they also cannot fight each other because of the blood pact. Hmm. And they're, they're both, they're two of the best wizards alive. And Roger, let me ask you, Chris, you may not be able to, because you haven't seen the other two movies, but do you prefer Johnny Depp or Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald? I think Mads killed it, man. Now, Johnny – so, okay. So, here's the whole thing with the Johnny Depp. So, Johnny Depp was only Grindelwald for, like, 1.1 movies. Because, remember, he was played by – Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yeah. who was under a disguise that was actually Grindelwald in the oh, first okay. one. So, and then Johnny Depp's was the big reveal at the end of it, blah, 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 blah. And then all through the second movie. Now, I think Johnny Depp's a fine actor, you know – still kind of bullshit what he went through getting kicked off of this for other reasons outside of what it is. Sure. I have no problem with Mads Mikkelsen in any capacity in any role that he's in. Mads he's he's, he's a dude. He's one of my he's one of my favorite actors that I forget about. Yep. Right? Because whenever he's in something I fucking love that guy. He's fantastic, <laughs> man. He's and he's so good at being a bad guy too. But he, he's I, also it's also a very different Grindelwald than than the Johnny Depp one, which is what well, I, I mean, like I too. too. I mean oh I mean Either way, whether it's 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 different or not, it's got to be okay because that's that's what we it's got. What we get, yeah. So wait, so you're telling me that that, that Gr- Grindel Bauger has been played by three different actors now in three movies? They technically, sort of, yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't well, no, sound like I said though. like one point one. It sounds like it's Col- the very end of the first one when they reveal that you it's, know Colin Farrell's not actually Colin Farrell that he's. It sounds like old. it sounds like Colin Farrell's him for one movie, then Depp is him for another, and now well, no, because Colin Farrell for this one. Colin Farrell's his name is Graves, which is yeah, he's very close to Grindelwald. Right? He's in disguise, so but my point still stands. It I does. Think. I get it. Let's, I won't tell you that you're completely wrong, yeah. but you're not completely right. Okay, I mean, that, that's fair. I'll take that. You're going down the right path. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Johnny Depp does appear as Grindelwald in the first movie. He does. Yeah. For like, you know, more than a few minutes. 1.1. But that's the thing is, I wonder what this movie would have been had there been no delay and the other two received better. Less sinister. I don't think so. I think with Johnny Depp, they'd have ramped it up a little bit more crazy. You think? I do. Okay. I think Mads is a... Mads is more calculated. Yeah, but Mads is just such a sinister... Like, he's so good at playing, like, the bad guy in 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 that sense. And him just... 
oozing like that like that dark energy. He's just really good at it. He's fantastic in the in the Hannibal Lecter uh, spinoff series that he was in as Hannibal Lecter, dude. Like I I I want to see a remake of Silence of the Lambs with him as 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 Hannibal. I think that'd be a beautiful movie. Interesting. Mads yeah. is a great actor. He can do it. He can definitely do anything. He can't do any role. He's just different than Depp. I think you're right, Roger. I think it would have been. I think Depp would have been just straight up murdering people. I think more on. I don't know about straight up murdering, but I bet it would be like a little bit more unhinged. I was gonna say like, like kind of like a maniacal villain. I can yes. see where he's just kind of like well, like chaotic, unpredictable yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Where yeah. Mads is calculating, cold, mm-hmm. understands the whole game, but yeah. then you got a little bit crazy going on right now. <laughs> well, listen, I got a plan. But I'll blow every fucking thing up right now. <laughs> Don't worry, I know what I want to do. I'll kill everyone here. <laughs> that's why I yes. like. That's why I like the character. He says to Dumbledore, "I'm going to kill everyone with or without your help." Yeah. Yeah. So every non-mage, I'm going to kill everyone. Which, like, a, again, there's a dark line. When you think yeah, about but it. you need yeah. it. You Murder. need it because the stuff going on before the Potter part of the franchise is dark. All there is a lot is of dark. darkness. That's the thing. It's like when you get into the extended lore, it's like, holy shit, this world is so messed so up. So with two more movies, are we going to get like the Voldemort story? No. You don't think? Because the time frame's not right. It okay. can't, no, it can't it, be right. It, it can be if they if they do with the time jump. It would have to – I mean you would have – you'd be kicking 30, 25, 30 years ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, That's I mean, a long time. Two, two whole movies to have like the like like the first one like the rise of Voldemort and then like one other movie to like when he like really does like all the evil shit. Actually, the last one would be the rise of Voldemort. You think so? Oh, I think okay. So. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you, you get my point. Yeah. though. I honestly think, and then this is just me spitballing. I think something that they should do to build their universe a little bit better is I think they should have a couple of series. To help expand their world a little bit. I Listen, it worked for the Disney Plus stuff for Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're ever going to try to get, you know, 25 or 30 movies down the road. They're close. Well, we're, we're at 10. <laughs> <laughs> or what is it? 11 now. We're at 11. So almost as many Batman movies. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it would do them well to, to branch off a little bit more and see different directions. Because, look, all this bad stuff is going on, too. There is very little happiness in this movie, yeah. honestly, until the very, very end, right? And I think that that's the point that the movie wants to make. But, like, there are other stories you could be telling out here without such that dark cloud hanging over everything that I think would be more well-received here. Now, listen, I understand that Grindelwald's a bad dude and whatever, and we've got to stop him. You know, in the first movie, like, we had this, like, big thing about saving these, like, magical beasts and, you know, how they come into play. We barely see any of that here. It's just a different type of movie that just happens to have this character in there that does it. Like, now, you've never seen the first couple of movies, but his suitcase, you have to understand, like, he carries the animals in that suitcase. And when he's down in that little hut, like, there's a whole world down there. It's like a whole thing. So, uh, as a D&D guy, I made the joke, you know, to myself while I was watching. I was like... That's like a suitcase of holding, you pretty know, much. Which a bag of holding is just is just an endless pocket dimension. Yep. Of just you can store as much as you want to. He has like he has like climates down there for specific animals. Yep. Like there's a yeah. swamp and yeah, whole big deal. And he spends a lot of time down there. Like he takes Jacob there and you know introduce him. That's how he like realized that Jacob's like not just a normal dude. Okay, like yeah. you know he's got a good aura about him. That sort of stuff because the animals like him. Okay, yeah. And listen, you. when animals like you, I'm usually a good person. Yeah. So. It, even magical ones. So, All right. but yeah, like that's a whole big deal. That they don't, they barely touch on any of that here. And okay. there are chances for a better 
more cohesive story and yeah. we just get all this blitz status. Yeah, the people listening might might be wondering why we're talking about like, you know, where this where this franchise can go next and you know what the other movies could be and all that instead of like zeroing in on this movie and it's because, at least on my perspective, the movie's not that great. So it's hard. To it's watch. middling, right? It's yeah. it's not awful. It's not great. Um, but like, there is something here that it could just be like, well, you know, we could have brightened it up and you know had a whole turnabout. No, they kept going down this path. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I, it, to go off that point, in a Harry Potter movie, there's always gonna there's always the chance for a little bit of magic, right? Hey, uh, but it's it's one of those things where I, after watching only this movie, not seeing the other two. I just feel like the movie was very sporadic and disjointed and where I think even as someone who doesn't know what's going on, if the movie was a little more focused, it could have been a very smooth ride. It's not super linear, especially to the point where they exactly. make it not linear because they want to confuse people. Grace, yeah. you still there? I'm still here. I'm just listening to you guys talk. All right. Uh, just making sure. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, they, they purposely got out of their way to like not let everybody else know what they're doing because of Queenie's power where she can read people's minds, which has been an ongoing thing throughout it's not a new development. I get that, but the whole chaos theory thing, or whatever they called it, it's one of those things where it's like it almost feels like a writer ploy, so they don't have to, they can just do whatever they want to. Well, no, she that. she's a very rare Lingeminus or whatever. I forget how you Lich, say it, but, but she she can I get that. She's very. I mean, people need spells to do that. She does it naturally. Yeah, but yeah. Like that's no, I, I get that, but it just it, like again, from my perspective, is only seeing one of these. It, it felt like a just like kind of like an open open season for writers to just go, all right, just write some scenes that we can, we can string them together and there's be a plan involved. Well, so the, the problem is with this plan and it's not super well thought, but I kind of figured out what was going on. Like as soon as they, as soon as they hit the uh, port key and everybody had to pick up a, oh, pick yeah. up a suitcase. Well, no, so there were five suitcases on the ground. Yeah. She asked for six more. Mm-hmm. So there are seven suitcases. Yeah. Why would you give anybody the animal? Yeah. Right? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I look at my wife, I was like, nobody's got the key. Nobody's got it. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, there were only five. <laughs> she has seven. Yep. So, yeah. It's just like those little things like that where most people will not pick up on that. Yeah. But if you're paying attention, you kind of have an idea what's going on. And then you brought up a good point before we started talking about the uh, the French guy. Yeah. Uh, the Lestrange. <laughs> um, about how he doesn't really matter yeah, in it, any real it, capacity. It feels like a waste of a character. Because like, well, unfortunately, wrote, didn't he seem like he was gonna be like a super badass? Something. I thought he was like he was gonna like. I thought I thought his whole thing was gonna be he was gonna run interference from the whole time. Show up, challenge you know, challenge like you know, Grindel, Grindelheimer and all of his people, you know, on and off. Or hold on, hold like on, hold, hold on, hold on. Do you really not know his name? Or are you just saying it at this point it's now? comedy? So okay. just let me do it. But it, it's. Like I feel like I felt like he was gonna show up and just like keep on like getting in their way and do this thing and at some point like have to be like this had to like sacrifice himself to be this great distraction or to buy them time. No, that's not what happens. This guy shows up, talks to him, shows up, talks to him, gets some memories removed. Yeah, gets his memories removed for a minute, then follows him some more, and then does something at the very end that's kind of like ha ha. Well, they can't. Ooh. So Lena Lita Lestrange. Who was a love that the triangle between Newt and Theseus was killed by um, by Grindelwald in the end of the second movie after she tried to go toe to toe with him magically and she couldn't she couldn't keep up with him and he killed her so that really broke Newt's heart because Newt and Theseus both in love with her but you know Newt was really the one that should have but but like my 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 point is with the Lestranges is like that's Sirius's side of the family 
Bellatrix Lestrange is that family. Mm-hmm. So they oh, have okay. they have to keep the, the the Lestranges somewhat in the movie. There are already so many. There are only so many pure blood magical families. Yeah, yeah. Like they're one of the few that matter. in when it comes to the Potter universe, but it's a big deal, especially when they when they when they show the family tree. I'm sure people have pulled out a lot of. I didn't. I've only seen the movie once now, but people pull. I'm sure people have gotten the have managed to link up a timeline based on the family tree they show you in this movie and the family tree you see on Sirius's wall in the fifth movie of the Potter franchise. Yeah, but I think that's more to my point though. Like you had this badass character that should have done something. She he could have been more impactful. You could have had him on the screen for the same amount of time he's on screen in this, but at a way just for bigger moments. And it just. He just kind of is there. If he wasn't in the movie, nothing changes. Well, okay, let's talk about the movie. We've been doing it. So let's talk about the actual movie itself. This is a much more subdued movie than the other two. The second one is like balls to the wall. You know, the long night of the long knives in Nazi Germany. Things are happening. The the wrong people are moving into the positions of power and killing those who oppose them. Uh, This one's a little more calculated. I think it's one, I mean... When they had when they had to recast Grindelwald with with Mickelson, I think to match the tone of the movie with Mickelson's acting style, that's what they did. Is it's a it's a little more calmer, it's calculated, it's about an election, a rigged election of you know, one person trying to come to power in the magic universe. Um, he has these plans to, you know, world domination or killing everyone who isn't a certain, you know, we all know those parallels there. <clears throat> but I mean, to me it's just I kept waiting for something more to happen. And then when the movie ended, I'm like, this is the movie we got about a rigged election. Yep. This is the Harry Potter movie we got or the fantastic beast movie. We got, are you, are you serious with this? And I, I say that because like they, though the second one wasn't great. There was momentum. It, I mean, the second one ended beautifully, a very confused and very powerful credence now being talked to by evil, talked into evil Queenie going over to that side, you know, Jacob, not going that side. all interesting stuff. You know, I mean, Again, Jacob having the wand in this movie is a big deal because he's a non-mage and he, he still is able to do just, with it. Well, he's, he, he was able to cast some stuff. Well, he, he did. Through somebody else, he casted a spell, didn't he? No, she casted that spell, buddy. Okay, but it was, okay, she was <laughs> controlling him. But I mean, yes. but still, he still had the balls to pull the wand in a room full of... He did do that. I mean, come on. That takes some balls. Um, you're basically standing in front of Hitler when you do that. And to do that and come out alive, that's a big deal. But that's, again, I just, there are parts of this movie I love. And it, I was surprised the avenue they chose to go down, the more subdued, controlled. Now, that does mean the next two pretty much have to be off the hinges to just to get word of mouth around to watch it. I don't think they're going to, I don't even think they're going to do more movies, which is what pisses me off the most. Well, I mean, they legitimately um, closed every major loophole. If they want to just end this as it stands, they can. And I don't want to be a downer here. Like that might not be the worst thing in the world. Um, and also, if they want to use the, hey, we still got two movies we got to make. You can do anything else. Yeah, anything else at this point. Right? Well, so. I mean, I think their only option at this point is, especially when asking money from Warner Brothers, trying to get a budget, is, well, you can have... 250 million but you make two movies well so you know what i think they should do i think they should just go full on to what they really want us to do and just follow jude law's albus dumbledore story and let him go be the lead character yeah well would anybody be mad about that no because newt's commander that's what you want 
Newt's commander was the lead. I mean, he he wasn't even the lead character in this movie, and this is Newt's series. Yep. So I mean, it was more of a Dumbledore movie than anything else. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Well, I mean, well, Dumbledore's we, a great great character. That I was we gonna know. say when you have a character as important and as and as interesting as Dumbledore, and you have an actor as good as Jude Law, he is. Whether on he looks pur- really majestic with that beard. He does. He? Whether on Such purpose or on accident, he's gonna be the focus. Like, yep. like you almost can't help that. Right. And it's almost silly to try to make it something else when you, if you got this guy to sign on to do this thing, unless he literally says, "I don't want to do too much, but I'll be Dumbledore for you." If he didn't say those words, go crazy with it. You got a guy. Cool. <laughs> well, like, like you got you got the guy that is just killing it in this role because he was fantastic every time I saw him. Yep. I liked his character, and like you said, he's flawed. He isn't perfect. Nope. You could you could have a great character playing a very interesting uh, interesting person and just. Go to town with it. That Give seems us like our be a Dumbledore redemption story. Anything. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you have to. It also opens up Hogwarts back for people. Like, well, listen, they spent a little bit of time at Hogwarts. They That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, they kind of, they come back for a little bit. You know, they have lunch or breakfast or whatever and see the room requirement again. And somebody's playing uh, Quidditch and all this stuff. And, you know, there, there are plenty of directions for them to go because he's not headmaster yet. He's just yeah. Professor yeah. Dumbledore. And your Harry and your Harry Potter fans would go nuts. Yes. Well, like me, of course. We I did see Minerva McGonagall. McGonagall. I don't know what that means. <laughs> from the teacher from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 she's yeah. there. Yeah, she's True. there. True. She's young, McGonagall. Very yes. young. I mean, she's yeah. the new headmaster after Dumbledore dies and after the Potter stuff. But spoilers. Sorry, spoilers from 12 years ago. <laughs> well, it's been longer than that, hasn't it? No, 2011, I think. So, uh, yeah, 11 years, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's not hard to believe that the, the Harry Potter fan has been owed for 11 years now. Dude, there's so many things that happen now that made me feel old. I don't even want to talk about it. Theatrically. But Birthdays. yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff they could do. I mean, we still have to see. This wasn't the fight between Dumbledore and Grindelwald that we know happened. This was not that. So, we still, at least, if nothing else, we get that. Imagine if in two movies, three years from now, you know, like the second movie, three, four years from now, with the way the CGI will even get better, what that could look like if they wanted it to. Well, that's that's one thing that I think the Harry Potter franchise succeeded in doing was it took something dorky like magic and it pretty much gave them it made it like wands like wands like guns. That's, you know, that, that felt personal. No, it's not. It's a dorky thing. It magic. should have dork. <laughs> but that's my point, though, is they made magic somewhat like intense and very real, very fast. You know, like some of those wizard battles in the, you know, for instance, in the book, in, in the movie five, uh, those are well done wizard battles. And like, it, it's fun to watch. But like, that's one thing they did. It was like they made wands like guns. And like, I mean, it's just, it's fun to, I mean, it doesn't make any sense when you think about it. Like all the kids have to like say the spell, like, you know, you have to say every spell, but until I mean, you don't. It's, well, until you gain, gain mastery. But I, I mean, this, at least the next movie has to be way more Harry Potter focused and way more intense with the, with the battles. It has to be, because we cannot, this will not survive another movie like this. It just well, won't. So, I mean, the budget of this movie is 200 million, right? Well, that's expensive to make that movie like that, though. So yep. it's one of those things where right now they put themselves in a hard situation where your movie didn't make the money it needed to do back. And it doesn't have as a whole ton of magic in it. You know what I mean? You're asking them to say, hey, we want to do more of the magic stuff, but we're going to need more money for that. They're going to be like, no. Well, no, I don't think they're going to say no. I mean, they made billions off of the other ones, but I don't think they're going to say no to that. I just don't. 
I'm kind of I don't understand why this movie's not making any money. And please don't say it's not a great movie because that doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter to Harry Potter fans, which well, are millions out there. Hold on though. I think in this case it does matter and the reason it does matter is because the last movie's not very good either. Cuz you didn't suddenly make a bad movie. You've made a slightly better than the last movie that was really bad. Yeah, but doesn't I mean Jurassic the second Fallen Kingdom is awful. That movie still made over a billion dollars. Well, I don't want to surprise you with anything. The dinosaurs are still pretty popular. <laughs> Newt's, it, it, hold on. Newt's commander isn't a fucking raptor. <laughs> okay. Well, like, uh, and, and to build off of that for a second, it, it's very easy to do dinosaurs on screen doing cool dinosaur shit and compare that to a Harry Potter movie that has dialogue and nuance. Actually, and a deep pacing. political plot. Too. Yeah, and a whole bunch of the, they're very different things, you know. So you can make a bad movie in a Jurassic Park movie, but your eight-year-old kids still gonna be like, "Oh my god, that raptor just ate that dude!" and have a good time. Yes. So it's a little bit different in that regard. Yeah, okay, you're not wrong. I just maybe it's just me, like because I'm just worried we're not going to get the other movies now. Well, I mean, it, so here's the thing: it's possible, right? Well, it, I, as much as I would love to see more of this story, like they haven't done a very good job of building that world enough where I think we have to get a fourth and fifth movie. And I'm even more concerned because they closed the loops. It scares me the way they closed this out if we'll get any more. Yeah. Because so many things were, like you guys have said, they've been closed out. I mean, the wedding happened. You know, Newt said, I don't want to. Newt said on screen, I don't want to do this anymore. It's, it's kind of like, huh? Well, then. So the next one is going to is gonna have to be the Dumbledore show. You know what I mean? Like, like if you think of it in that time, in that order of operations. No, I, I think that was. I think because. You didn't watch the first two, but Dumbledore put everything into motion by sending Newt to America to start the first movie. Dumbledore has seen all of this and put it all into motion. So I think that's what he meant was, I don't want to go on another assignment because it's going to end up being this huge thing. I mean, Newt almost killed a dozen times. So, I mean, that being said, what, what are some, so what are some things you guys really didn't like about the movie? And I'm going to be frank with you. That sequence in the jail when Newt goes to rescue Theseus and he has to do the weird shimmy crab dance, to me, that was like, why are we doing this? Well, that's the opposite of what you just asked us, though. That's what you didn't like. No, that's what I'm, so I'm saying. That's what you didn't like, and I'm going to start oh, off didn't by... Like, yeah, didn't, didn't like. No, no. I I thought that was the dumbest sequence in this in this movie. I, I for love of God, can't tell you why they spent so much time on it. Um. Yeah, that's pretty bad. The other thing, too, is I have a problem with stuff that's, like, magical that we're supposed to just understand because we watched Harry Potter. Like, they have a fireplace connected to the flu network on a train. What the fuck? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong about that either. It just doesn't yeah. make any... It just doesn't well, because they, they made it a point that, you know, if you use the chimney flu network stuff, it has to be connected and, you know, basically, like, your house isn't plumb for this. You can't have this here. And yet... They have it on a train. But it's on a train. Yeah. Weird, right? I mean, listen, they can just teleport. I know they can do it. Yeah. You don't have to use the flu network. They teleport at the end of this. They teleport all the time. They disapparate, which is different. Yeah, like they make it a thing where like, hey, we rode the the flu network here. Why? Yeah, yeah. Like you just, you broke your own rules to make it look cool and it's not even that cool. Well, damn it! Okay, well, okay, then I can understand. I mean, but that's just—it's magic. 
You, hmm. you, you can either get behind it or you can't. No, well, no, no, no. So, so, so here's the thing. They've clearly laid out their own magical rules. That's the issue. And now they're right? not following their own yeah. magical rules. You can't introduce a system and make rules for the system and, and hold characters to these rules in your movies, but then just break them when you want to. Because that it doesn't work. Good. That doesn't work. Well, so also part of this, and this is what I think the real problem with this whole movie set is, they're not pulling from books now. So they are writing... You know, writing in their yeah, they have their own screenplays and they have to develop everything else from there where, you know, by the time we got to the seventh book, we were only a couple of movies that had been made. You know, we could, yeah. they could make tweaks along the way and, you know, with this one, it's just everybody's got input and they're trying to make it and be like, oh, but this will be a good scene, good scene. And nobody's going back and be like, hey, this doesn't really work in this world. Yeah. Now listen, I think, did I think any of that look cool? Of course it did. It does look cool, but it's, it doesn't fit the way it needs to be. And, like, this whole thing is sending the magizoologist on these, like, weird earth-shattering adventures. Why him? That, that's, like, that's, that's I think Newt's a cool character. He's not, I'm going to save the princess in the castle guy. That's yeah. not him. Because anybody with a good heart can be a hero, I think, is the whole point behind that part of it. It's the same why, it's the same why he's sent and the same reason why Jake is Jake in this movie. Okay, well, let me, let me, so you haven't seen the other two movies. Yeah. In the first movie with this, right? We see Newt's commander is full-on magizoologist, uses the animals to help him. Like, you know, he pulls, like, this weird bat thing out of his bag, and they fly with it. He doesn't do any of that here. Yeah. Like, the only thing that ever happens is, like, when the uh, the animals come out of the suitcase and, like, pick him up and carry him away when he's hurt. Yeah. You know? Like, that's the most we get to that. Like, all that cool stuff that he can do and, you know, like, understand why he's part of that adventure, yeah. they just sweep all under the rug here. But... The Fantastical Beast is really, really small. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I brought that up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, was, yeah I, I said that. I know. I saw it. But, you know, we got Albus <laughs> Dumbledore here, though. <laughs> big old letters. It says Dumbledore. So I, I don't really have a scene specifically that I didn't like, just because I, you know, like I didn't have any expectations going into this. I, I, I actually did think that they did a good job of getting you to, like, to the gist of the story pretty quick, because I, I understood what was happening a lot for, like, the main storyline and what their goals were. I didn't. I think they missed the mark on the ending. I think that scene could have been different. Not not the ending as the wedding, but the climax of the movie. After the fight with uh, Grindelberger, I think that you could then at that point, instead of having the chillin go to who who it does. I know it goes to Dumbledore first, and that's a good and th- that was good. That makes sense. I th- shouldn't that go to Jake next? Isn't that a better movie? It'd have been interesting. Well, here's the thing, because it 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 it, it'll, it makes a direct contrast to what Grindelwald's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he says that these people are evil. We have to kill them all. You know, I'm, we're fighting for this, that, and then it goes to uh, what is it, a Muggle? It goes, no magic in this world, but yes, okay, non magical person. Okay, yes, so so it, it goes it goes to it goes to Jake and then bows to Jake. That would show that you know that that. These are good people that they're capable of leading, mm-hmm. you know, and it would just it would be a direct contrast to the villain of your story and show how wrong he is to all these people. That's yes, like- I agree with you 100 percent on that, but they also can't do that because, well, because I made things that they had, there are rules. I, I there is that. none. You know what I mean? They don't. However, I like the idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought because like I, th- I, I was expecting it to happen. Like you know, oh, uh, gonna go to Dumbledore. So it's gonna walk over to him and bow because you know, you know, he's 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 a good he's a good guy. You know, he gen- he genuinely is. And then it doesn't. So I was like, oh, but I don't know. I just thought that that'd be a better uh, like. A, I think that was a missed opportunity for the movie scene wise. So 
Oh, that's where I am on that. Uh, you're not wrong about that. I think that would have been. I was expecting that. Truth be told, yeah. <laughs> I was. I didn't expect Jacob to survive this movie. I I kind of really hoped he hadn't. Um, wow. Well, it's not hater. It's you want to take the human element out of the human movie. <laughs> you, you love the whole love crap. That means I do. You, that, that means you you wanted Queenie to be, be without well, her man. No, I, I didn't. She had to kill him. No, Ooh, I well because, oh, yeah. You got. When you watch the second movie, Chris, if you do the ending of it, you'll understand what why I'm saying what I'm saying because Queenie yeah. is she is so she's I mean again like she's conflicted she yeah. like like the mass population in Europe in the 30s they were very much swayed by one guy and like there's literally a scene when he's standing Grindelwald is standing with his hand outstretched and Queenie's looking at Jacob like come come with me come with me and then she yells come with me to Jacob and she doesn't and then she just walks calmly down to Grindelwald she made her choice it's you also know, like, like the, the person could read everybody's thoughts had a lot of conflicting things in her own brain because yeah well weird. that's well that's <laughs> I mean and I don't think we've been I don't think we've given Eddie Redmayne the I mean Eddie Redmayne if you ask me is like one of the top three male leads in Hollywood sure. right now Eddie for, incredible. for what he can do it's just I remember the the scene in the second one with Queenie and Eddie Redmayne had their like they're talking about Tina, you know, and Lita. They're talking about Tina and Lita, and he's like, "Please don't read my mind. That's not those are not your thoughts. Those are my thoughts." Like it's just it's incredible what Eddie Redmayne can do. Like every time I see him, he is my Mads Mikkelsen Chris that you sometimes forget exists. Mm-hmm. But every time I see Eddie Redmayne, he's just stellar in everything he does. <laughs> like damn it, he's so good. Um, he's one that I'm glad they cast, but they didn't do enough with him in this movie. And I'm worried, Roger, that you're right, that they just decided to close the loop, take their loss, and maybe now move on to the, the Potter sequels, which will, in no, which will no doubt get tons of money. But, I mean, will they? Because there's no, there's no um, books to pull from anymore. So, and one last thing I think when you talk, well, oh, one of the, they're only not books until somebody writes them. Well, one of the last things I think we talked about is, tomorrow, is, I would. is David Yates. He he made the last four Harry Potter movies. He's made yep. all the Beast movies. Yep. He he is, for all purposes, I think the lead man on the Harry Potter the point un- man on Harry Potter on the Wizarding on the Wizarding world, because he seems to have the magic ticket, or at least Warner Brothers loves this guy. I don't I don't know what the case is, but he seems to do okay. And it's I know a lot of these for as bad as the second movie was. I loved the story. I loved it. I loved you know. The, 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 the parallel of one guy talking to these confused wizards about what to do in their world and winning them over to his side of evil. I, I just love it. I love the parallel. I thought that was the perfect choice. Um, and there's a lot of decisions that carried over into this movie. Again, I thought this movie should have been way darker than it was. <laughs> um, it wasn't quite as dark for me. But, I, I mean, because there's a lot of death and mayhem that still has to happen in two movies. So, I mean, it's got to happen. And I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of these people become other people that we don't know yet, or at least in Yates's mind or the development people writing these films, they have to become other people that we do know from the Potter universe. Otherwise it doesn't work. Otherwise there's no link anymore. Right. Or am I wrong about that? Well, I mean, it, it, it makes sense what you're saying. I just, I don't think that at this point they haven't proven that they're thinking that far ahead is the only problem with that. It just seems like the writing and things, the, be exciting at this point on screen and you know that might play out in the future but to to go from here to the later harry potter movies we haven't even got yet that's a big jump 
A lot of time. It's a long game to play. No, we're in the we're in the that. we're in the twenties now or the thirties. One of the two. Nineteen thirty-two. Yeah. Nineteen. Okay. Nineteen thirty-two. Um, Harry's born in eighty-four. I think. Eighty-one. So, okay, he's born in eighty-one. So we have you know we have like forty so fifty some, years we have to cover fifty some odd years to cover, but you also have Tom Riddle in there too, which, but you're right, Roger. This isn't a Tom Riddle series. This is a Grindelwald series. Yep. When does this is one I don't remember. When does Grindelwald meet his end as opposed to Tom Riddle being born? You mean like when does he when does he cease to be and then when is like Riddle like up like in the universe? Yeah, that's what I'm asking Rod Roger. I think you I don't remember that. That's I don't know. I'll find out. That's pretty specific though. That that might be hard to find. But I mean like like like, like where's your ring on that? Like why why does that matter? Because to well to to me when I saw the first movie, I thought, well, this has to end with Voldemort killing. So technically, he's alive. That's what I said. In I the, said that already. I did that in this timeline. This says he's born in 1926. Oh, well, but it also has him dying in 1998. He did die. So, that's that's when the last Harry Potter movie takes place. Is 98? Allegedly. Oh no, that's when it. That's when in the books it takes place. We talking about yeah. allegedly. But that's what I said. I, I said the last movie would be like the rise of Voldemort, you know, which would be him. Like that would end with him killing Harry's parents or like, yeah, that's what I mean. The, is him going the up there. Shit he yeah. does like, you know, afterwards, but the, but the one thing they don't have is Snape because Alan Rickman is dead. Thank you. <laughs> I'm wow. just saying he's, a, he's a very integral part in that plot. Yeah, But didn't the guy who plays Dumbledore die halfway through like their movies? <laughs> he did. Richard, so, I mean, Richard it's Harris. not like they can't just get a different guy or like, it's almost like the guy that they had playing Grindelwald wasn't able to play it anymore. So they got someone. Else that <laughs> they character. found somebody. So oh it, it, that's doable. It's, I thought, I thought that's who Ezra's character was. I thought it was like a young Snape. No, yeah, I could see that. Through. Yeah. I thought we all, we all had the expectations of, I certainly thought that little girl was going to be Voldemort's mother. I thought for sure she was important with Ezra's like adoptive sister, that that weird ass little little girl. And then of course Nagini in the second one, she's a she's a woman who's not like Nagini. Was Nagini even in this movie? No, I didn't think so. And she's like Nagini is his snake, is Voldemort's snake. That's his pet. So like, it's well, she's a person. It's his familiar. Yeah. Well, yes, but. That's not correct at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all. I, I just, I don't know what. I think they're panicking now because this movie didn't make any money, and now they're like, "Well, how do we make two more movies out of movies not making any money?" You don't. We'll find Start fresh. We'll find out if they're panicking with what the next movie's title is and what, and like, what that that's about. We'll see if they're panicking if it's something off the goddamn wall and it doesn't make any sense, or if it's something that seems like it is cohesive and, and at least continues the story that they started that they're not panicking. That's what will tell us. I That's think. fair. I mean, I get that. That's fair. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about with this movie? There's several things I think, but I, I had a problem with the way that some like the, uh, the teacher lady that was a part of their, their Avengers squad. Lally. I didn't like the way she talked. Why? It seemed very like, I like, I didn't like the way that that was written. Like her speech. It was very like, Cartoonish, super British. <sighs> no, new but super British. You know what I mean? Like different area of Britain, maybe. But it was just it was very like cartoon. One of those folks is prim and proper. One of those is Newt's commander. I don't know. It was almost like like melodic <laughs> in a way. It One was of those written. helped birth chili calves. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
Yeah, no, like it, it, the Flu movie was okay. But if that's all it is, is, I mean, that's all it is is okay. They needed to be better than okay, and it's not. And that's a bit of a problem. Yeah. And we'll see how big of a problem in the future. Yeah. Well, maybe it's got in the next few weeks, it's got maybe another 50 million or 100 million box office. I just don't think so. It gets killed by Doctor Strange. Yeah, so as soon yeah. as May hits, May six hits, it's it's done. It's over. It's yeah, gone. It, it, it's got it's it's got to make over three hundred to even have a chance of breaking. It'll it'll make three hundred. It's close. It's like two ninety two. It'll so, probably right? make half a billion once it gets released all the way across the board. You think so? Yeah. But it won't make much more well, than that. They, the the Asian market gets a much different movie. I was just reading that today. They get there's there's no hint of any relationship between. Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Oh, I'm not none. shocked about that at all. They're 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 just good friends who refuse to fight each other. They're super o- open minded. And, and there there's a couple other there's big... two bros having a bro moment. <laughs> <laughs> there um there's a couple other big changes. I just, I remember I don't remember what they are, but and there's a couple of big changes that like wow it really changes the really changes those characters. Um, but I mean that's censorship. That's what censorship is doing. So it's gonna be like watching like like bad lip syncing instead of him saying instead of this, him them saying love they're gonna say like missed you. <laughs> yeah which is the, the, the mouth obviously says something else yeah that's um, what it's gonna be <laughs> but i mean the, that asian market even if you know a couple hundred thousand see it that's a lot of money that that will bring in so of course of course um i just overall i'm just i'm very disappointed and i wanted this movie to be so much better i was excited for it i see now i don't have any faith in david yates anymore and i did for a long time because i mean they went back to the drawing board after the second one was received so poorly, and this is what we got with a redoubled effort. So like, I don't really have any, I don't really have any faith in in David Yates. I hope they can turn it around, and I hope we get more movies. But I'll even move to score it. Unfortunately for me, this is a five. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, it's the most okayest Harry Potter movie I can I can explain to you. It just. I, I don't think any of the Fantastic Beasts have been as good as the worst Harry Potter movie. I don't I don't think there are I mean there are no Harry Potter movies less than a seven if you ask me. But um this one needed to be great and it wasn't. It needed to pull it needed to be that movie that like Chris you said, it needed for people to be like, No, 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 dude. I know the second one's bad. You have to go watch this third one. It's great. It needed to be that and it and it wasn't. But I also think as a side note, I also think people confuse it's a bad movie with, but you still watch it, you idiot, because you're a fan of the Harry Potter series. You're not above it. Sorry. People confuse those two quite a bit. Yeah, but now they can say, I'm not going to pay to go see it in theaters. I'll wait for it to come on streaming. True. And I don't know how Warner Brothers is going to measure that for in monetary dollars. I, I don't. Uh, I mean, how I do know. you measure it? I guess you don't, you know, because we can't. But or, I mean, you can measure things. it in like, you can measure it in like gauged interest. You know, if, if 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 they put that on and in two weeks it gets, you know, it it gets seven hundred and fifty million views, which is entirely possible, then it be like okay, we need to make an, we need to make these movies. But if, yeah. if if they put it on in a week and it gets twenty one million views, we're probably this is the last movie we're going to see in the Fantastic Beast franchise, unfortunately. Yeah. But. Okay, I'll go next on this. So I didn't see it. I don't know any of the ones before this. So as a standalone piece. With with a backstory that I know that I don't know, I can't fault I can't fault the movie for that part of it. This I mean, this movie just seems just really disjointed. I think to use Roger's word earlier, it's the best one. To I'm going to talk about that a lot for the next movie. Yeah. Oh, good. good. <laughs> so like so so 
this movie just seems very disjointed. Like the characters are fine. I think, I think they miss a lot of opportunities with some, and I think they could have done away with others. And the movie is, I don't know. I lost interest at times just because I could see what they were. I could see what, what their goal was. And I saw the finish line and I knew how they were going to get there. It just, I wasn't surprised by anything that happened in this movie. And I was more surprised about the things that didn't happen. And I think they missed the mark on an ending. And I think they could have had some more climactic scenes, things that had more weight to them. And so they didn't. And the movie kind of like was just very, eh, whatever. Meh. Yeah. So as, as, and I'm not a fan of Harry Potter. I don't like it. I just don't, I, I don't go crazy over it. This movie's like a four. It just, it just isn't, it isn't worth it if you're not invested in the franchise already at all. Okay. So I'll start with mine. Um, so I'm going to give it the highest score of anybody with a whopping 5.5. Um, it's slightly above average for me, which is why I went for that. Um, this is the second best Magical Beast movie. <laughs> um, so there's that <laughs> out of three. Um, but I mean, if you rate these compared to the other Harry Potter movies, like it's towards the bottom. Like it's just not very good. Um, they they try to tell a story. They have all the... They have this big giant puzzle and they want to put together and they just can't make the pieces fit. Um, or they have too many pieces in play to make it fit, I guess, is also a possibility. Yeah. I think they need a smaller, more cohesive story that is more character driven. Um, this movie, there's a lot of stuff going on all over the place. And if we got this weird, like, almost whodunit type of movie um, with so many moving parts. We don't really need that. Give me magic. Give me a good story. Give me a love story at the end. I'm okay with that. You, really know, truly you, know, you know what I'm going to say, and this is going to be weird because I don't think anyone should ever follow these movies as an example, but I think if you look at movies that come before another story that did a better job in that world is episode one, two, and three. Because at least you knew, I mean, at least you got the, at least you got that the Jedi were trying to prevent the Sith from becoming big again. You know, like, I don't get that from these movies, Fantastic Beasts. I don't get that, like, they, I don't get that the people in charge here realize how big of a deal that Grindelwald is rallying followers. I don't get that. They realize that's a massive thing. I just, you know, I, I don't get the enormity of that through them. And I think that's a problem because like, at least as bad as episodes one, two and three were of star Wars, the Jedi understood what was at stake. I mean, even though it was laughably dumb, but they, at least I got, that they understood what what's at stake. I don't think that I got that in this, in these movies. Did you guys get those? Chris, did you get that? No, like I, I, I knew Grindelwald was a bad dude, but at the same time, I didn't like. I thought that more people would be upset about him not being a murderer. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, it was like he just has a criminal, and the next thing you know, he's like going to be their leader, and everyone's cool with that. Like it just it seemed very odd. Like like I didn't understand the weight behind the character and how bad he was because they didn't do a good job of explaining that. I mean, I get that. I, I, it's one of those things. Like, I never thought I'd use episode one, two, and three as an example for something. But, ah, oh, man, I'm just so disappointed. What but, you're saying is they need to Jar Jar Binks. No, no. Well, yes. It's a Sith, by the way. Lord, Sith Lord. Sith True. Lord. Yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen, this has been episode 275A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice, the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Roger Dillion. I'm Christopher Ball. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. Check us out on YouTube. Send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at Gmail. 
Northman.com. And next week we could, we are taking a look at the Northman and the unbearable weight of massive talent. But one of those could be audible for the bad guys. We're not quite sure. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But that might be the next week. But as of right now, definitely the Northman. Because <laughs> I want to see that movie and I want to talk about it. Very excited. Yeah.